And new this morning, George's ruling party says it will drop a controversial draft law that has provoked days of protests in the capital. For more on all of this, Donoko Bajo, and Professor of Politics and Lecturer in Post-Soviet Politics at Dublin City University, is on the line. How expected was this, Donoko Bachoin? It wasn't necessarily expected. We didn't know where this was was going. Georgia was in a very dangerous place uh, at a crossroads, really. It had attracted unprecedented criticism from its partners in the European Union and the United States. The United States described it as a dark day for democracy. This controversial law had polarised society, and it polarised society because the Georgian government had more or less said that, you know, only those who were not patriots had something to fear uh, from the law, which was going to ask civil society essentially to register themselves as foreign agents if they received any donations from the European Union and the US. And in a country like Georgia, which is a relatively poor developing country with EU aspirations, a lot of civil society depends on those kind of donations and they're involved in things like promoting human rights and democratisation and and rule of law and therefore are a necessary counterbalance to a very strong and increasingly authoritarian government. And so this was was a wake-up call for Georgian civil society because many of the young people there who were really the ones at the forefront of these protests, they, they see the EU as, as, as kind of an oasis of peace and prosperity and security and, and see Georgia's future in the EU. So they didn't want that to be snatched away by, by a government mm-hmm. action, which had attracted, as I said, such hostility from, from Georgia's uh, partners in the EU and the US. And in many ways, hadn't people been drawing comparisons with these protests against the law, which was very much seen as kind of pro-Russian, the protesters being very much on the side of the EU. Uh, they've been drawing parallels with the Maidan moment in Ukraine in 2014. Oh, absolutely. And, and but Georgia has its own unique history of, you know, protests inspiring revolutionary changes or regime changes, you know, going back to, to even the collapse of the Soviet Union. Indeed, every government in Georgia in some way has, has, has changed as a result of street protests. And in the very spot where these protests are taking place on Rustavelli Avenue, the, the equivalent of O'Connell Street, really, of the capital, Tbilisi. And that's why this government could not ignore this. Now, they did act with disproportionate force and indiscriminate force using water cannons. And, and, and gas and all that. Uh, and that attracted a lot of negative attention and only increased the determination of the protest, which seemed to be getting ever stronger. And that's why they seem to have taken a step back. It, now, it's not, of course, clear that mm-hmm. this has resolved the issue. In many ways, this this um, you know law has, has, has exposed the tensions within Georgia and between Georgia, the Georgian government and, and the EU, rather than actually resolve them. But of course, it is, it is being welcomed. And this is really yeah. breaking news that it's been withdrawn because it wasn't expected uh, when we woke up this morning. So what do you think this might, how th- might this be interpreted in Moscow and particularly in relation to what they see as their relationship with countries that should be within their sphere of influence? Well, Russia uh, likes to see its neighbourhood surrounded by countries that are, you know, like Russia. I mean, this is, this is uh, and, and, and this law was described by its critics, and indeed even by the US government, as Kremlin-inspired. Now, whether it was inspired by the Kremlin is, is, is one matter, but certainly it mirrored the kind of legislation which the Kremlin has in place for many years to kind of, as I said, eliminate any opposition to the government. And, and certainly critics, critics in Georgia suggested that this was part of an increasing authoritarianism, and an 
an increasingly pro-Russian stance uh, of the Georgian government, because the Georgian government hasn't participated, for example, in EU sanctions uh, as a result of the Russia's war in Ukraine, uh, in many respects has benefited economically from Russia's war in Ukraine, and indeed relations between Ukraine and Georgia have, have nosedived diplomatically. And that's been seized upon by the opposition there. But the opposition mm-hmm. is fragmented. Uh, this, is, this was really civil society, not a political party or a collection of parties. This was a remarkable movement of people spontaneously agitating because, as I said, the EU for them represents the only alternative to being dominated by Russia, which has been the fate of Georgia for most of its history. Right, and thank you very much indeed for bringing us up to date on that. As you say, those are the breaking developments th- this morning, but the issue not resolved. Donachol Bachlein, Professor of Politics and Lecturer in Post-Soviet Politics at Dublin City University on the dropping of that draft law in Georgia.